The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now, here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet loving geeks. I hope you are all warm and cozy this fine fall day. We've got a lovely crisp day outside here in Washington State, and I hope that you, like me, are surrounded by fur kids. I've got one cat on my feet and the other one across the way. I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today, and some of the guests that are going to be joining us are just fantastic. Well, all the guests are fantastic, but um, November is Adopt a Senior Pet Month. And it's also Pet Cancer Awareness Month. And both of those things are really close to my heart, especially of late. My little gal, Penny, Penny the Boston Terror, she's 12 and a half years old, believe it or not. And if you use the old adage that one dog year is equal to seven human years, I mean, she's almost 90. Although after doing a little bit more research, I found that it's probably more accurate to say she's about 70 years old because she's a smaller dog and they tend to age more slowly. And generally live longer than big dogs. But regardless, she's definitely senior now. And recently we had a big scare with cancer and it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I I need to start paying attention to as a pet parent. So I want to devote today to old dogs and cats, but we're going to talk mostly about dogs. We're going to revel in their wonderfulness and our guests today are going to help us learn about some really great resources that are out there for pet parents that have senior fur kids. Benny Wilson once said, old dogs, like old shoes, are comfortable. They might be a bit out of shape, a little worn around the edges, but they fit well. You know, it's so true. But one of the saddest things that I see out there in the pet world is how many people seem to think that dogs and cats, frankly, are just like a pair of shoes or jeans that you can give away to goodwill once they're grown worn, a little ragged, no longer hip and cool and fresh. It's just something you can throw away or give away, let somebody else take care of it. But the truth is, it takes a really long time to get perfect. And just like that perfect pair of old sneakers or old jeans, senior pets can be the senior, the sweetest, most comfortable companions you could ever want to have around you. And our next guest, Paula Moreshi, knows all about the sweetness of old dogs. She's the Director of Development for Old Dog Haven in Lake Stevens, Washington, just outside of Seattle. And we're really excited to have her here today. Good morning, Paula. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek. Good morning. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you here. Now, tell me a little bit about Old Dog Haven and the different ways that you are helping old dogs get into loving homes so that they can live out their lives beautifully. Well, Old Dog Haven is unusual, and we're not a shelter, but we're a network of what we call permanent foster homes. So what we do is we provide a final resting place for an old dog who's been abandoned, 
And they're not in the shelter. They go into a home. We call these people our final refuge homes, our final refuge family. So the dog lives out its life with a, a loving home. And what's amazing about what Old Dog Haven does is we provide all the veterinary care for these dogs that are in our permanent foster care. Right wow. now we have over 300 dogs in permanent foster care, and our vet bills are approaching $90,000 a month. Holy cow, that's... (laughs) Yeah, it is amazing what we do for these animals, and we love it, and we love them. Um, So basically, if you become a final refuge home, we place the dog with you. You provide all the love and comfort for the dog, and we take care of the dog's needs, whether it's, you know, the vet care, the medication, if the dog needs to be on a special diet. The other wonderful and important thing that we do is we provide placement assistance for other shelters and individuals who might need to rehome their senior dog for whatever reason. So um, on our social media page, Facebook, and on our website, what we'll do is we'll post this dog for another rescue group and give a description about the dog, give the contact information, and uh, we've been, been very, very successful in helping these senior dogs find homes and get out, get adopted. That would be very, very difficult without our, our, our resources. So those, those yeah, so are the main things we do, and we love it. Awesome. How long have you guys been around? Well, the, the organization was founded in 2004 mm-hmm. uh, by a woman and her husband, Lee and Judith Piper. They live up in Arlington. We call that home base. And the story goes that she adopted a senior dog and then adopted another senior dog. And started realizing that when these dogs went to shelters, they didn't have a lot of chance of being adopted. And uh, before they knew it, they had several senior dogs. And her husband said to her, I think we need to figure something out. <laughs> we, we can't take any more dogs into our home. And she came up with this wonderful idea of providing final homes for senior dogs that, that, that could, she could find a, a good home for and pay for the veterinary care, because that's a concern sometimes if people don't have the resources to pay, you know, mm-hmm. for the care a senior dog might need. So right. that, that's how it got started, and it's just grown uh, over the years. I think when, when it was started, we never thought it would get as large as it has today, but it has, and we're happy to keep doing it, and we don't want to stop. Well, I know you're director of development, and uh, so you're the gal that helps make, get that money. I mean, how do you guys raise so much money? <laughs> Well, you know, most of our, our funds come from individual donors. We have a huge network of people who love old dogs. And um, our, our Facebook page and social media has, have been instrumental in, get, in helping us raise money. You know, I, I think about in the old days when you had to do all those direct mailings and you had to mail, mm-hmm. the, mail everything out and wait for the checks to roll in. And, you know, people can pay online now. They can donate online. They can sign up for recurring donations online. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just such a huge help when you're talking about raising money for a nonprofit, either for animal rescue or anything. The internet oh, I love and, technology. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, I sit, I sit at home sometimes and and reminisce about the old days and and the time it took even to do a mailing to a thousand donors or two hundred donors. It was it's so much easier now. You can send out emails, you can communicate with people that way. They can network with you easier. It's 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 just fantastic. Oh, that's great. So, so if somebody is yeah. wanting to uh, work with you guys or uh, get involved, uh, is this Facebook page the best place to reach you? Yes. 
definitely. I would go to our Facebook page, like our page, follow it. If you're looking to adopt a senior dog, you know, we, we're posting dogs every day for other rescues and shelters that, that need homes. Um, to see what's going on with our events and how to get involved, Facebook, our Facebook page is the best way. And so, and you guys are primarily in the Washington area or do you work nationally? How does that work? We, we are Western Washington. So all mm-hmm. the dogs that we place and we, we find homes for are in Western Washington. Okay, so somebody who, uh, and I'm sure we got a lot of people listening from Seattle area since mm-hmm. that's where I'm from, but uh, somebody want, uh, outside of uh, Western Washington wants to get involved or wants to adopt a senior dog, where, sh- where should they go? Where do they look? Well, you know, you can do a Google search, senior dogs for your area, and see if there's a, rescue, a senior dog rescue near where you live. If not, you can always do a search with Pet Finder. You can select the age of, you know, Pet Finder is wonderful. A lot of the rescues in your area will post the dogs they have up for adoption on Pet Finder. You can put your city and state, how far of an area in, from your home you want to search for, what kind of dog you're looking for, and then you can select the age of the dog. So if you want to adopt a senior dog, you select senior and you do the search and all the dogs that are senior dogs in your area that need homes will come up. So I think awesome. if you're living outside of Western Washington, that's the way to start. Yeah, my husband actually says that Pet Finder, Pet Finder's app is the single most dangerous app out there uh, <laughs> because I I do have a bad habit of saying like, oh gosh, I'd really like another, you know, insert whatever fur kid I want now. And I'll go and I'll look and I'll show start showing all the pictures and reading the descriptions right. and, and uh, it's, it's a dangerous but wonderful app. It Thanks is. so much for that resource. And yeah. let's say, okay, so you've, you've adopted a senior dog because you're an amazing mm-hmm. human being. What, and but you've not necessarily had the uh, senior pup come into your house before me, you're used to doing puppies. What, what do you should prepare differently than if you were, say, bringing in a younger dog or a puppy? Well, there's, I think that a puppy is totally different than a, an adult dog or a senior dog and just the energy and they don't have as much life experience. So my major, my number one recommendation for people is patience. Be excited uh, for the, for an optimistic, because the dogs will pick up on how you're feeling. Uh, have a nice, comfy bed there for the dog that just to make it feel welcome immediately. Um, you know, there's there's different things like a, to me, a nine year old dog is considered a senior, but that's a young senior. So some of the things you're looking for that you might need as the dog get, gets older, like harnesses and ramps, you might not need for a nine year old dog that's moving in your house that you might need for a twelve year old dog. But, but I think that uh, the main thing is be patient. Understand that the dog probably has habits from its old home that you might not know about, and you need to give the dog time to adjust into the habits and routines that you're going to be having in, your, in their new household. You also, there's also some wonderful blogs out there. We have a woman uh, for Old Dog Haven who writes a blog for us and does a post every week. And she has some wonderful blog posts about welcoming a new old dog to your home, you know, different, different things for, about mobility, uh, uh, introducing dogs to homes with children, uh, different things that you might be dealing with for an old dog when they have surgery. There's another dog blog called the Senior Dog Blog. That's another thing that would be a wonderful resource. So I, I would recommend, you know, if you're going to adopt a senior dog, getting online, looking at a couple of those blogs, preparing yourself, and 
getting excited because it's going to be fun. Oh, wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much for giving us those resources. I'll make sure uh, I put those up on our Facebook page, on the Pet Lover Geek Facebook page. And if you'll indulge me, what I'm going to do, Paula, I found a list uh-huh. uh, uh, this morning, and I'm just going to read it quickly uh, of the top 10 reasons. I, I bet you'll agree with them. The top 10 reasons that you should open up your heart to a senior pet. Number one, they have manners, which I'm sure you can agree with me. Unlike puppies, you're not having to teach them everything from scratch. Number two, they're less destructive. I don't know about you, but I had a couch nearly destroyed by my puppy, and I, both my senior dogs just like to sit on the couch. <laughs> Number three, what you see is what you get. There's no surprises. There's nothing that you're going to not understand, like because in 10 weeks, they're going to look completely different. Number four, you can teach a dog old dog new tricks. Do you agree? <laughs> Oh, definitely. definitely. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, you can custom order your senior pet. You know, if you want a specific type of dog, uh, like a, a purebred, for example, is another good reason. There's a lot of purebreds out there. Don't you guys help a lot of purebreds get placement? Yes, we help a lot of purebred uh dog rescues. And I have some basset hounds that I've rescued as seniors. So, you know, I love bassets. I know that senior bassets have a harder time finding a home, so I get the seniors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so sweet when they're older. They are. Uh, number seven is that they make great company for older people. So a lot of times that calming presence of that senior pet can really be comforting and wonderful. They're super relaxing to hang out with. I know that uh, my my old dog is better for watching movies uh, on Sunday mornings than my younger dog is. <laughs> and they uh, number one reason is that you're going to be a wonderful hero to your dog. Anything else that you'd like to add to that list? Other reasons why people should uh, adopt senior dogs or cats? They're wiser and smarter. <laughs> Definitely. I think they're wonderful. You look into the eyes of an old dog and you can see just the life experiences that you're going to gain from them. Thank you so much for joining us, Paula. Um, that's Paul. <laughs> this has Paul, been Paula Moreshi from Old Dog Haven. We're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some health stuff for your senior pet. See you in just a minute. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A wave of change is happening in our world now. A new feminine way of leadership is emerging. Yet this is not about women taking over. 
This rise of the feminine is helping men too. Join host Gina Lazenby, award-winning businesswoman, best-selling author, and speaker on feminine wisdom as she reports on the rise of the feminine with inspiring stories of women who are coming into their own and finding their unique purpose. Tune in and join this conversation in the rise of the feminine each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Pet Lovers. Today, we are all about National Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month and Pet Cancer Awareness Month. And I know, on the surface, these could be two really downer subjects. And yeah, you know, there's frankly a lot that sucks about getting old, and it's certainly nothing fun about and wonderful about cancer. But, you know, older pets, it's part of what comes with them. And they're such a delight, and they're such a comfort, and they're such incredible members of your family. I think it's super important that we really know what to expect when we know the tools and the resources that are available to us so that we can provide that comfort and health and joy for our graying fur kids because they deserve it. And our next guest is an expert in this respect. She's Dr. Jessica Vogelsang, and she is not only one of my favorite bloggers out there, uh, she has a great website called Paw Curious. She's also the author of All Dogs Go to Kevin. It's a book that every dog mom and dog dad should have in their libraries. I personally have it one myself. Uh, Jessica, we're so excited to have you. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm a, an avid follower of your blog. I, I think I read pretty much every post that you put out there. But one of my very favorite ones was when you declared the shocking truth that vets lead to cancer. That's yeah. quite a statement. Tell me about that. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I had just kind of gotten sick of seeing a lot of those very provocative posts that are out there, you know, mm-hmm. the shocking mm-hmm. truth about this, that, and the other. And so I, I decided to just for, for fun throw that out there. And the truth is, yes, the veterinary um, industry is responsible for the increased amount of cancer in dogs. And the reason for that is because we're keeping them alive longer than ever. So that, that, I, I just spoiled it for you. Um. Yeah, no, no, I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, and, and, and why, why, why is that? Why are you keeping them alive longer? What, what are those key elements that are part of that? Well, I, I think in general, um, it, it's not us, you know, it's you, it, it's the pet owners who are doing an amazing job keeping up on preventive care, feeding the pets the right food, giving them exercise, keeping them at a good weight, addressing problems early. And that allows our pets to live long enough 
to show an increased incidence of age-related diseases, one of which, unfortunately, is cancer. But that is not something that's, um, you know, it's, it's caused by a lot of things, right? But the right. number one predictor is age. So, right. So I, I, I've got that. Yeah, you've got that that kind of double-edged sort of. Uh, I've got these wonderful things that can increase my pet's life expectancy, but the longer they live, the more likely they are to get something like cancer. Well, yeah, you know, we, we all got to go of something, right? And <laughs> right, so exactly. it's, it's not, and, and that's one of the um, the things that happens a lot when I talk about this. People say, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk about cancer. You know, it, it's so depressing. And I get right. that. Um, I, I really do. But on the other hand, you know, it, it doesn't have to be. There are lots and lots of, of pets and people that continue to enjoy good health and good comfort, even with that diagnosis. And mm-hmm. so... Avoiding the topic just means we put ourselves in denial until it becomes too late to do something. Totally. You know, and, and speaking of denial, <clears throat> I, uh, as a pet parent, I, I've got a dog that's full of lumps and bumps, and I also don't want to be one of those, you know, parents that pet parents that races to the vet every time and oh my god, what's going on? Because I start to feel a little silly. But uh, Penny gave us a big scare a few weeks ago. She had a really gnarly looking growth on her leg. I was trying not to make a big deal about it, even though it started to worry me. But then it doubled in size in like a week and started to bleed. And I rushed to the vet and I was freaking out, just driving to the vet thinking, oh my God, I waited too long. So what is it that should prompt me, the pet parent, to go to the vet and get it checked out? So um, Dr. Sue Ettinger, she's a veterinary oncologist and she's amazing. So she has a campaign called See Something, Do Something. And she is trying to make it really simple for people. If you find a mass that's bigger than a pea, and it's been present for more than a month, or it's growing. Those are the three indicators that you should get it checked out. Um, We spend a lot of time telling people, oh, it's okay to keep an eye on it, but owners don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on it uh, until what? And and I'll tell you, we had a dog who was full of lumps and bumps, and he would always come in and we would always aspirate them. It's very simple. You don't need to anesthetize the pet. You just put a little teeny needle in there and take out a sample of cells. And that mm-hmm. gives you some idea about whether or not you need to do anything more. And we've done this for this pet, you know, seven times, seven times it was fat. And the eighth time, here we go again. That's fine. Let's just check it. And it turned out to be a mast cell tumor. And, mm-hmm. and it shocked the heck out of us. But... You know, we, we were able to remove it. And that's, you just can't tell, you know, and I would rather have a bajillion false alarms than, than miss that one thing. So that's why yeah. we say, we don't, we don't worry. You know, we don't look down on people for doing it. We're thrilled. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Talk. Absolutely. Well, I, I think with me, and she she's had a number of these things either removed or aspirated. And this one too, they, they did, they aspirated. And, and, and in this particular case, the vet came back and said, oh, this doesn't really look good. Uh, we need to we need to remove it, which of course immediately uh, gives you know, that sinking heart feeling. But because she's old and um, she's dealing with a bunch of other health issues, my husband and I talked about it before we took her in to get it removed that, you know, hey, other than removing it, we're not into doing any big chemo or other big treatments about that. And uh, we were, we're a little depressed, feeling like we were bad pet parents. <laughs> but we decided that was probably the best thing. Did you experience that a lot? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, actually, and I'm really glad we're having this conversation today because it's actually today, November 5th, National Animal Hospice Day. Oh, and wow. This is, I didn't know that. This, yeah, uh, I, they just announced it. Um, this is new. So animal hospice and palliative care is a new specialty in veterinary medicine. And here's what happens over and over and over. You have a senior dog. 
I had a dog, um, a Labrador, who was 12, and she got bone cancer. And, you know, I'm a vet. I do this for a living. I And I said I'm not putting her through an amputation and, and chemo and all those sorts of things. And that's a very personal choice. Sometimes it's finances, and sometimes it's just I don't want to put the pet through that. And Mm -hmm. that is perfectly okay. There are so many things we can do. I think people look at that and decide that choosing not to pursue treatment means that I'm giving up. And that's not it at all. You're just pursuing different goals. And so your goal can either be to get rid of the disease or your goal can be to give my pet a really good quality of life. Mm-hmm. So with cancer, um, you know, we, we can do some amazing, amazing intensive palliative care. We have really good pain management. You can do things to help pets' appetite. There's all sorts of things. But as, as a relatively new specialty, um, not even all veterinarians are aware that that, that exists. So um, I do encourage people, if you have any questions about it, you can look up IAAHPC.org. That's the Organization of Veterinary Hospice and Palliative Care Professionals and find somebody who, who can help you out with that if your vet's not comfortable with it. Okay, great. I, you know, I'm going to ask that you email that to me and then I can put it up uh, on the Pet Lover Geek page as well so we can have that resource there for everybody. That's great. Absolutely. And I, I, I appreciate you talking about this because I think what scares me the most about Penny getting older is that I can see the end. And you don't think about it much when they're younger. Um, But I know it's coming now, probably sooner rather than later. And I do want to make sure that she has as wonderful life as possible. So I know that one of the things, because on your blog you talk about it quite a bit, but what are some of those end-of-life issues that senior pet parents should maybe start thinking about now? The the biggest one that owners worry about, I think, is pain. You know, they, mm. they don't want their pet to suffer. They don't want their pet to be in pain. And I will say there are a lot of things we can do with that. Our advances in pain management are amazing. The other thing that it's just agonizing for people is how do I know when it's time, right? That mm-hmm. question, how do I know when it's time? And a lot of times we give people horrible advice. We say, you'll just know, you'll just know when it's time. And <laughs> And that's that's, all, that's not true. You know, sometimes it is. Um, varies in very specific conditions. You will know when a pet who has lymphoma is really sick and it's time to go. But other times they can kind of linger and it's up and down and up and down. And I just want people to know I get that. I get that so much. And my goal as a hospice veterinarian is not only to be there for the pet, but to be there for the family, to help mm-hmm. you understand how to make those decisions, how to talk to your kids, because it's all so important. So, yeah. so important. Yeah. I, and and I, I, uh, I think the flip side then is what do you do with uh, a pet parent who senior dog or not even senior dog, just a dog with cancer. And they come in, they say, I want to do anything. I want the latest, the greatest, give it to me. What, what, what's, what's, uh, what are their options there? What kind of things do you talk to them about there? There are, well, there's amazing things out there. If, if you want to go, you know, to the mat, the, the specialists, um, sorry, the veterinary specialists out there can do amazing things. When you talk to oncologists, there is a lot going on right now in the field of immunotherapy. And so it's not just, um, you know, typical chemotherapy where you just blast the body, you know, with all this stuff and, and hope something sticks. Uh, with immunotherapy, it's very, very targeted. Then they're doing that for specific types of cancer. So you're injecting the pet with something that specifically recognizes I want to teach the body to recognize this type of cell, this bad type of cell as foreign and help the immune system recognize that and take care of it. So there, there's great stuff going on. There's, there's no right or wrong approach for that. Whatever your family's comfortable with, 
we have the options to help you achieve your goals. It's almost like it's it's a smart bomb or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy stuff, uh, crazy stuff. So it's hard, you know. There's a lot, there's a lot out there, and we don't know as your veterinarian what people want. I don't know if you're the type of person who wants to do everything, or if you're more mm-hmm. concerned about quality of life. So that communication is key. What do you think uh, if I was to to talk to a pet parent and, uh, who had cancer or something that what would be the number one resource uh, other than, of course, their vet, which is the number one resource. But other than that, what out there in the tech world or online, what's the number one resource you would give them? For, for just more just, information? Just for more information, because, you know, you can Google stuff and goodness knows you're going to create. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. You know, you know um, my favorite websites are... Um, written by veterinarians who are make you know that they're giving good information. So veterinary partner, vet street, pet MD are three that I use pretty regularly. Awesome. Great. Yeah. I, I think that people say, Oh yeah, I saw it on the internet. That's a really dangerous thing. <laughs> Which website? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's curious. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My site. Yeah, too. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on a delight as always. I hope you join us again in the future for other stuff. Um, just a wealth of information. Thank you so much. Thank you. And coming up next, we're going to talk to a pet parent who's been working hard to kick cancer's butt with marijuana. Talk to you soon. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us 
at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, pet lovers. We're back. And yes, just before the break, I mentioned that we're going to be talking about puppy pot. Mary Jane for mutts, weed for wiener dogs. And no, we're not going to be talking about blowing smoke in their faces to get them high. I know some people do that. That's not cool. Don't do that. Um, But I'm sure that a lot of you have heard about medicinal benefits of marijuana for humans. It's been in the news quite a bit, actually. But did you know that there's actually great promise in using marijuana for our fur kids? So here to talk about that and a lot of other stuff is Becky Lubich. Becky works with brands across many aspects of the pet industry with her company's pet business solutions and doggy discounts. And her service dog, Jake, is a well-known fixture on the pet trade show circuit. Uh, I've seen him many a time standing in booths and uh, making people smile. And three years ago, everyone uh, that knows Jake was saddened to hear that he developed a form of cancer. And he and Bucky, Becky, have been working really hard kicking that cancer's butt. And I tell you, he's still here, probably sitting beside Becky right now, happy to roll over anytime for a belly rub. So, Becky, welcome to the show and welcome, Jake. Hi, thank you so much, Lorianne. And yes, Jake is sitting right by my side where he always is, and he's doing great today. Thanks oh, so I much love for having that. us. We're excited to have you. you. Tell me, Jake's been through a lot. Uh, There's been a big journey for him. So can you tell me a little bit more about that journey and how it all started? Sure. So Jake is almost 11 years old. His birthday mm-hmm. is over Thanksgiving weekend. And I adopted him from um, the San Diego Humane Society back when he was a year and a half. And um, happy guy, pretty mellow, just really great personality. He's actually um, worked with foster children and um, been a great comfort to me and other people that have needed it in the past. He's just a well-positioned, dispositioned dog. And when he was about eight years old, I took him in for his shots, and his um, primary care veterinarian actually called me back and said, hey, you know, I felt a little something. Let's take a look at this. It was in his anal gland. It wasn't even the size of a pea. I don't know how this man found it, but sure enough, (laughs) it ended up being a cancerous tumor. Now, over the years, Jake had had a lot of fatty cysts, similar to what Dr. Jessica was talking about earlier. I'd always had them tested, and they always were negative. So I wasn't too concerned. However, this one came back as a a cancerous tumor. And uh, the recommendation was to remove one of his anal glands, um, I don't know how much you know about anal glands, but they're not necessary these days for for pets to live, uh, for dogs to be happy, happy and healthy. So we went through the um, the surgery. Um, they got a lot of, um, they got the area out because it was so small. They took the surrounding area out. Thought, okay, great, he's he's going to be fine. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I was fairly uneducated at the time, and um, so we went about our merry way. He recovered from surgery great, and it wasn't for about another year and a half that all of a sudden I looked at Jake, and one day he was just not his usual happy self. He was just very lethargic, and for some reason, I couldn't even tell you why, I took him back to the doggy oncologist as opposed to his primary care. 
and uh, they did an exam on him. There were no other signs except for the fact he just wasn't happy. And what they found was another tumor in his anal gland and also now in his lymph nodes. So um, the option was, you know, it's, it's still early on. We can take them out and, um, you know, do some things to, uh, to prevent it in the future. Um, you know, things like radiation and chemotherapy and, and food and all of this. So I weighed the options because, quite honestly, it's really tough to put your, your dog under the knife a second time for the same thing. Um, but they felt like it could be, um, it could add years to his life. So, um, you know, I, I did the surgery. It was a little harder on him this time because it was two locations. I swore mm-hmm. we'd never do another surgery again. Um, and we did follow up afterwards with uh, chemotherapy. So mm-hmm. we're still in that process. It's been a year and a half. Quite honestly, um, after the surgery, he did start to develop yet another tumor they didn't give him a lot of time they gave him about six months um hmm. that was about like a year and a half ago surgery. yeah about a year about, and a half ago they gave him six months yeah. yeah so um we put him on chemotherapy it started to work and and keep things at bay he wasn't developing new tumors they weren't shrinking but he was not showing any signs of discomfort he's I am all about quality of life, and as long as Jake has a good quality of life, I'll continue to do what, um, you know, he can tolerate. And, right. Yeah. So what kind of resources that were out there? I mean, this has been a long journey with you, and I, uh, what kind of resources out there have really helped you that you would, you would recommend to other pet parents? Well, there's so many different things out there. Um, I'd say the very first place to go there is a book called The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. And I think Dr. Jessica mentioned Dr. Susan Ettinger and Dr. Damian Dresler put this book together. It is an incredible resource. You can find it online. Um, it's The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. And that's probably the first place I would go. When Jake was diagnosed the second time, I'm fortunate enough to be working in the pet industry. And as you mentioned, I reached out to friends and colleagues and somebody recommended this and sent it to me. And that's where I started and really educated myself the second time around. And you've been lucky enough, too, that you had Jake already on pet insurance, right? Yes. So that's probably the biggest, if I I could put a a billboard up and say, insure your pets, I I am the biggest advocate of pet insurance. You know, I got Jake when he was a year and a half. He was my first pet. Um, I didn't think about it, but I walked into the vet office and there was a brochure and I picked it up and I said, okay, I have insurance. He should have insurance. Not thinking that I would need it. But just as a precautionary measure, turns out he had all these fatty cysts. It was always covered. And now as he goes into these treatments, it's covered as well. And so Incredible. I don't think I'd be able to, to keep Jake um, as healthy as he has been and, and try all these different treatments without it. So huge, huge advocate. And if you don't mind, I'm going to give you a website um, that you can compare different pet insurances. It's called, love that. E-Pet, it's called ePetSure, E. P-E-T-S-U-R-E dot com. And you can go on and compare and contrast and look at prices and get quotes. And they will tell you everything about insurance. 
Oh, that's a fabulous resource. Thank you so much. I'll make sure that we put that up on the Facebook page. Now, I got to know, though, Mm -hmm. uh, how did cannabis come into the picture? (laughs) So about, um, what, four months ago now, um, I was at an industry trade show um, called SuperZoo, and I met a gentleman there um, who's working for a company or owns a company called Therabis, T-H-E-R-A-B-I-S. And Therabis is a hemp-based product for, for pets, for dogs in particular. Mm. And for some reason, as you mentioned, Jake's on the trade show floor. He wasn't feeling so great. You know, it, it, I had just gotten the diagnosis again that, that his tumors were growing. I was pretty despondent. This is going to be his last hurrah. And I met Tony from Therabis. And he told me about some great advancements and research they've been doing um, using hemp oil for dogs and asked if I would like to be part of an experiment. Um, And so since that time, Jake has been actually taking CBD, um, which is in the purest form possible. It's from the hemp oil. It's actually little crystals. Mm. Uh, It's not readily available. Unfortunately, it's very expensive, but, you know, It's something that we decided to try. And, you know, the first month, I'm like, yeah, I didn't see much. It's been now three and a half months, and Jake is a different dog. He is so mobile. He he didn't used to jump up on the couch anymore. He got too old, and now he does. It's his couch again. Um, He is active. He's playing with puppies. I, I just can't get over it. We have been monitoring his, his um, tumors in his lymph nodes that are still there. Um, I haven't seen any shrinkage yet, but there's a possibility that that could happen. We also haven't seen any growth, but every um, eight or nine weeks we do an ultrasound, and I share them with uh, Tony and, and Dr. Katz, who has developed the Therabis product. And um, we're, we're looking to see how it works, and, and I mean, from a... From a quality of life standpoint, Jake's quality of life has gotten a lot better. Oh, that's wonderful. And I understand that we have some Therabis products to give away. Is that right? We do, yes. So Ooh, that's exciting. Therabis um, has multiple purposes. I mean, they, they're, yes, they're starting to research and see how um, hemp actually helps dogs, as you mentioned, with um, with cancer, but it's great for allergies. It's great for joints and mobility, and it's great for anxiety. So Therabis has three different products, um, all hemp-based, and they focus on each of those different aspects. So we have, um, sorry, a giveaway. (laughs) I was trying to think of that word. A giveaway of Therabis product for um, one of your listeners, and we'd love to give that away. We'll find out who it is and get it off to them. We just need to know the pet size because um, there's... different uh, products for different size pets. And the good news is Therabis is also coming out, and, and you heard it here first, with a, a special treat with CBD in it. Um, and CBD, just so you know, when we're talking about doggy pot, <laughs> CBD is the part of the hemp that actually helps with all of these different aspects. The THC is 
what gets you high, and it doesn't have right. THC in it. So Jake's not walking around stoned all day. <laughs> <laughs> He's just happy to look naturally. <laughs> you think you're not high? I said, no. As a matter of fact, I've even tried this stuff. I, I wanted to see how it would, um, and, and it's, people are taking it, dogs are taking it. It's helping. I've even gotten a, a lotion um, made with the CBD for my mom that has circulatory issues, and it's it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna put a, a post on our Facebook page uh, later today uh, about uh, this offer for the product, and we'll uh, give you guys a chance to win. You'll all you have to do is go to the post and comment or share it, and then we'll announce the winner next week. That'll be really exciting. So, Becky. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, telling us about Jake and telling us about this really cool product therapist that you're uh, uh, part of the uh, trials for. That's really great. And uh, just really appreciate everything you brought to us. Well, thanks so much for having us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Hang hang on for one more segment, folks. We're going to be back in just a bit, wrap things up. And I have a really special poem that's dear to my heart that I'll be sharing with you. See you in a few. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Pet Lovers. 
I'm so honored that you hang out with me today. Um, it, it was really a great show. And it was, as, as you know, uh, this is a difficult subject. What we were talking about today, old dogs, end of life issues, uh, cancer, not always easy subjects to discuss, but there's so many helpful and comforting resources about out there that you heard about just now. It's really important, I think, that we talk about it. But I want to switch gears just for the last little bit here and talk about some more fun things or a little bit geeky things that uh, we've been using with my old dog, Penny, that have made a huge difference. First, I want to talk about puzzle toys. Just like humans, dogs and cats uh, can get some brain fog issues as they get older and even dementia. And also, just like humans, one of the things that can stave off that uh, brain drain is keeping the brain active, learning new things. So we're always, you know, working on new Uh, tricks with Penny and things like that but what she loves the most are puzzle toys we've got balls that she rolls around and they dispense treats we've got slider toys that have little uh, slides on on the top of it that she has to move in order to find the treats underneath and she loves those but I have to tell you the thing that is the the absolute favorite that she goes berserk when we just pull it out of the toy box is a tree that is stuffed with these little bitty squirrels that have squeakers inside. And we'll fill it full of all the squeakers, and then we usually put like a treat inside too. And she has a ball trying to figure out how to get these little squirrels out of there. Now, I do have to watch her so that she doesn't annihilate the squirrels because she really wants to take those squeakers out. But uh, her eyes, when she's done playing with that, they're so bright and she's full of energy and spunk for hours afterwards. And uh, it's just you can really tell it's making a difference. It's making her mind really work hard, which is super important with a senior dog, all dogs, but definitely with senior dogs. And another product that I want to talk about that has literally changed life around here. We're big hikers. We're always out in the, in the woods. And uh, a few years ago though, Penny was having trouble keeping up and we go up and down the mountain. She really couldn't do it. She was clearly struggling. And we found out that she had really bad uh, arthritis in one hip. So we were doing some, you know, pain medication type of stuff that the vet had given us, but uh, it was recommended uh, by a friend to look into getting some kind of joint supplement stuff. So I did some research and I found a brand called Connectin, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-N. It's by a company called Inclover, and it's the only joint supplement that's been clinically proven by independent researchers to actually improve uh, mobility and comfort and everything like that. And and they, the website talks about that it happens in an average of four 14 days. But I got to tell you, when we started using these treats, which by the way, Penny loves the treats, uh, but when we started using them, I think it's happened faster than, than 15 days. I think it was just a matter of a, a week or so. She, You could tell a palpable difference. And and now, you know, years later, um, that and changing her diet to a raw, more of a raw-based diet has have moved the clock back. It's been incredible. She's really active. She loves to go hiking with us, maybe not as long as she used to go, but she certainly gets into it um, and has a great time. So I would encourage you, if you've got a, an aging dog, to get out there and start looking for these fantastic resources. So interactive puzzle toys and things like Connect, and they're out there on the internet. But better yet, go to your locally owned pet store. That's actually where we found the little squirrel toy. And they've got a bunch of other variations and we've got them all. But uh, go to your local pet store and support them and they'll hook you up with really fabulous stuff for your senior pets. 
I want to make sure that you come back to it next week as well. We, we're going to sniff around next week and we're going to talk about shelters. And a lot of times people think of shelters as being, you know, stuck in the old days. But a lot of shelters are really doing some cutting edge stuff. And I want to talk about those things that they're doing in order to help save lives. And then two weeks from now, super excited, is our show about doggy DNA. Last week, if you'll remember, we met uh, with Tom Arnold, the CEO of Pet Hub, and I bragged about how his dog, Uller, is practically perfect in any way, and he really is. So I did a DNA test on him, and I know the results, and nobody else does. We are going to announce them live on air. And uh, even Tom doesn't know. I gave him a sealed envelope to tease him, and that's got the uh, results inside. And if you'll do me a big favor to be part of this really fun uh, episode, go on to our Facebook page, and you'll find a post there for a Guess the Mix contest. And go on, fill it out. It's really fun. You just have to give us your email, and we're only going to use that to um, contact you if you win. And then... Guess what breeds you think Uller uh, is made up of? And you might win a prize package valued over $200. And I'm going to give you a hint. And don't tell anybody I told you this. But there are more than two breeds that make up Uller. I want to thank uh, my guests, Paula Moreschi and Dr. Jessica Vogelsang and Becky Lubich and Jake for joining us today. And I'm going to wrap up the show with a poem. I don't know who wrote it. I don't even know the name of it, but it's a poem that always makes me cry. So get your tissues ready and I will try to do my best to get all the way through it without choking up. It's about an old dog at a shelter. One by one, they pass my cage. Too old, too worn, too broken, no way. Way past his prime, man, he can't run and play. They shake their heads slowly and go on their way. I'm a little old man, arthritic and sore. It seems I'm not wanted anymore. I once had a home. I once had a bed, a place that was warm where I was fed. Now my muzzle is gray and my eyes slowly fail. Who wants a dog so old, so frail? My family decided that I didn't belong. I got in their way. My attitude was wrong. Whatever excuse they made in their head can't justify me for how they left me for dead. And now I sit in this cage where day after day, the younger dogs all get adopted away. When I had almost come to the end of my rope, you saw my face. And I finally had hope. You saw through the gray and the legs bent with age and felt I still had life beyond this cage. You took me home, gave me food and a bed, and shared your own pillow with my poor tired head. We snuggle and play. You talk to me low. You love me so dearly you just want me to know. I may have lived most of my life with another, but you outshine them with a love so much stronger. And I promise to give all the love that I can in return to you, my dear human, as long as I live. I may be with you a week or for years. We may share many smiles and you will no doubt shed many tears. And when the time comes that God deems that I must leave, I know you will cry. And your heart, it will grieve. And when I arrive at the Rainbow Bridge, all brand new, my thoughts, 
and my hearts will still be with you. And I will brag to all that will hear of the human who made my last days so dear. Whew. So, my dear pet-loving geeks, I'm a bit of a wreck night now, and I apologize for that, but uh, I'm so glad that you took the time with me today to talk about this difficult subject. You know, everyone gets old, and though it's frankly going to suck in a lot of ways, it can also be such a beautiful thing, full of so much love and so much joy. So now I'm going to grab a leash and take my fabulous old dog, Penny, out for a walk in the woods. I hope you'll join me next week for the next episode of Pet Lover Geek. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lori and Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Oh, 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 oh,